Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mike, appreciate the time. Good to see you. How are you? I'm great, Zach. Great to be with you. How are you? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I know it was a rough one for Colorado on Saturday, to say the least. Just when you were watching that game and the reaction afterwards, uh, what really stood out to you from Colorado's performance up against Oregon? I mean, <laughs> the the lead-in too, right? Uh, we got to televise the locker room uh, of of Oregon. That was fascinating. Um, no, it, it's it's the prime effect. You know, we're looking at the overnights. We're looking at some of the ratings, and, and Colorado's on top. And I just talked to some officials in, in, at Colorado uh, yesterday uh, in terms of their social imprint. Uh, and, and certainly uh, their viewership that they're enjoying right now. Uh, it's outstanding. It, it really is. But I, I think the reaction is to Deion Sanders. The reaction is to the celebrity of Deion Sanders. The the reaction is is to the attention that uh, Deion Sanders is uh, garnering for his student athletes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Deion is trying to build a program and uh, they went up against a well-established program uh, and a program in Oregon that has national championship aspirations. Uh, and, and certainly uh, Dion's trying to build a foundation for for CU. So uh, I was not happy with the outcome. That's for sure. I thought yeah. the bus would move the ball a little bit uh, and get into the end zone uh, more than they did. And and so uh, it was disappointing that way. But all in all, you know, you know, Oregon's a really, really good football team. Well, it's funny to me, the, the wave of emotions. And I've always right. been someone that has said, I want to see Coach Prime get a big time job. I was saying he should have got the Auburn job. Uh, mm-hmm. last offseason. So he winds up at Colorado. People say, oh, if he wins two, three games this year after the team had one win from a year ago, he would be lucky. And he starts off the year 3-0, and and then they finally look the way that most people thought they would look before the year, and now it's up. See, Coach Prime, he's no good. This is going to be disaster <laughs> at Colorado. It's like when you're winning, all right, everyone's praising you. You lose one game, and now it's, all right, this is going to be a disaster, which that's the farthest thing from the truth. Right, right. I mean, sometimes expectations get out of whack, uh, right? And the start for Colorado has been phenomenal. Uh, nobody could have predicted uh, Coach Prime and his success to 3-0 and start. Uh, Shadour Sanders playing uh, into a spotlight into which, okay, he's being mentioned for the Heisman. Uh, but attrition takes over, right? Injuries happen, uh, and then teams kind of figure you out uh, later on in the year, and you get into a, a highly competitive Pac-12 situation, uh, and then you truly find out what you have. You know, there's an element of surprise in college football and a non-conference in the beginning of the year. Uh, but once teams look at you on film and they kind of figure you out and, and certainly understand your tendencies, what else do you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so that's what we're about to find out with Coach Prime and his coaching staff and these players right now. 
what else do they have? Can they run the football? Can they protect the quarterback? Can they play defense and stop the run? I mean, we're about to find that out quick, fast, and in a hurry, uh, which, which is exciting as well for Colorado football. I think Oregon is a more well-rounded team compared to right. USC. We know Oregon could play defense. We've not really seen that going back to last year with the Trojans. So I think Colorado is going to be able to move the ball in this game. But what response do you think we'll see Colorado going up against the Trojans uh, back in Boulder this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Prime will have them fired up. Um, we didn't hear a lot from Colorado this week, right? We heard a lot going into C TCU. We heard a lot going into Nebraska. We heard a lot and saw a lot going into CSU. But didn't hear a lot about going into Oregon, uh, and you know, because they're all over YouTube and everybody knows. And uh, and and that's been spectacular. The the following that they've been able to create. So I'm wondering if we're going to start hearing a lot, or they're going to keep quiet uh, and see what happens. But I, I think the spotlight has been shined on this football team, and they embrace it. So they're more comfortable that way. I, I want to continue to see a lot from this team, and uh, I think they'll respond. It's a tough place to play. Uh, there's phenomenal athletes. I think Shadour will play better. It's his first taste of Pac-12 football. I mean, really, really big-time competitive football where a team knows you, right, and, and or they're familiar with you. So uh, we'll see if they can evolve, and I think Shadour is good enough to evolve, and uh, Sean Lewis, offense coordinator for Colorado, is good enough to evolve. And, and if they can do that and move the ball, then this can be a competitive matchup for sure. When we go back to the Oregon pregame speech with Dan Lanning, I didn't have a problem with it. He's speaking to his team. Uh, the moment gets broadcasted, right? Those things are, are going to happen. But uh, how did you kind of process it, Mike Pritchard? Well, you know, Zach, I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at it. Uh, w one of the things uh, on our way to winning a national championship, uh, we played Notre Dame twice back-to-back -back years. The first year, um, we went, we were undefeated, and Sal Nessie had passed, our quarterback, and um, Lou Holtz, who was uh, the co head coach of Notre Dame at the time, was caught on a mic saying that we're living a lie. Like, we're riding emotion more so than we're a good football team. Now, Notre Dame ended up beating us that year. That was my junior year. But the next year, when we faced Notre Dame, we remembered that. In fact, we played that recording, and, and everybody would remember that. So we kind of used that as motivation. Uh, we were able to win and beat Notre Dame that year for the national title. So I think what, what Lanning did was okay, but I also think Colorado is going to file that away because uh, that's always that's going to be ever living. That's going to live forever. Uh, and so I, I know it was the moment, and I know he was caught up in the moment, but just remember, come around next year or the year after that, well, who knows what the schedule is going to be like. Uh, maybe Colorado uses that. Uh, who knows? But uh, I, it's out there forever. Maybe another team uses it, Zach. Who knows? But uh, it, it was a bit arrogant. Uh, but also they backed it up, so you can't uh, you can't fault them for that. Mike Pritchard uh, here with us. Let's get to some NFL topics. I'll start you off with the team uh, that you first played your, your career with, the Atlanta Falcons, coming off a loss, but they are 2-1. and one. I think there's a lot of talent on this team, but we're all starting to wonder, can Desmond Ritter be good enough for this team to, to go make the playoffs this year and win a division that it's going to be up and down and a bunch of waves you're going to have to ride with, with the four teams in the NFC South? Right, right. And can Arthur Smith uh, figure out the, um, the talent level, right? I, I mean, they, they got talent all over the, all over the field right now, and uh, it doesn't seem like uh, they are uh, clicking on all cylinders, right? Uh, and, you know, could it go on the quarterback? Could it go on Ritter? I mean, a lot of it could. I mean, you're hearing Heineke stuff, and I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, the substance is there. I mean, Atlanta's got a great offensive line. I believe that's going to travel well. Uh, it's just can they put it all together and can it be consistent? 
They got a lot of young players, and and that's what we see in the National Football League even today. Uh, when teams get upset or teams aren't playing well, it's because they're not consistent yet. Uh, so I, it's at the point of the season going into week four where you, you think the consistency will show up uh, and you really try to find out what type of team, what type of team you have. And the same thing with, with Jacksonville, too. I mean, they're a very, very talented team, but can they put it together and can they be consistent? Uh, and, and the teams that are able to do that, you know, those are the teams that I look for from a betting standpoint and uh, and certainly a team that looks to get hot uh, in a rhythm and, and compete for the playoffs as well. I know that there's so many things that change from week in and week out with the NFL, but mm-hmm. and I talked to one Lions player after the game, and he's like, I was surprised that they barely ran the ball with uh, B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier. Right. For those two guys, I know they were down for most of the game, but it was within reach for, for a little bit. It was 13-3 for a while. For those guys to only get a combined 17 carries, it's like, okay, now you're playing away from your strengths, which are the, the two running backs on that offensive side of the ball. Right, Zach. I mean, it's a great point, and, and that's the dilemma that uh, Arthur Smith has as a play caller. You know, do I do I feature the run, which I, I know I can, uh, and I'm used to. I mean, think about Tennessee days, Tennessee Titans days. But then also got Pitts, who I don't believe he's 100 percent yet. Watching him mm-hmm. play, uh, and then I have London, uh, and then you know I need to find out what my quarterback's capable of because I can't run my way uh, to the playoffs. We we have to be dynamic. We have to develop a passing game and. You know, that's in the back of the mind or, 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 or certainly the thought process of a head coach. And you, you got to develop something in terms of a passing game. You can't, you can't just run the football back uh, like we did, you know, way back in the day. And, okay, let's, we're going to get to the playoffs that way. So I see the dilemma. But in this division, but you may be able to. Like you might be. Any other division, <laughs> yeah. sure. This division, you only got to get true. to eight or nine wins, I think. That's true. I, I mean, they went seven. They won seven, right? I mean, can they get? Can they flip it and go ten and seven this year? Which I think they can. I think they can go from worst to first, which is easy to do when you win seven games last year. But uh, yeah, yeah, just figuring it out, kind of like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's starting to figure it out as mm-hmm. well. They they want to run the football. They want to be physical, but they also want to uh, let Pickett throw the football yeah. down the yard because they got some really good talented players out there. All right, last thing I'll bring up to you, Mike Pritchard, lead NFL analyst at VEASAN, uh, former NFL wide receiver at the Falcons, Broncos, Seahawks, played his college ball at Colorado. The Broncos are worse this year than they were last year, and I never thought I'd be saying that into a microphone, and I had no expectations for this Broncos team, but, man, they've been brutal this year. Zach, I, you know, I used to cover the Broncos when I was in Denver for 104.3 to fan, and – at that time, certainly we thought they hit rock bottom, you know, firing coach after coach. And uh, we thought they finally hit rock bottom years ago, but they keep finding a way, you know, it's the opposite of breaking through the ceiling, create new ways to lose. Through, yeah. <laughs> right. They keep crashing through floors. Uh, and it's like, okay, when are they going to hit bottom? And, and I don't know if 70 points means that you hit rock bottom. We'll see. Uh, but that team quit that team. They feel like they're a bunch of losers. Uh, and that's sad to say. I mean, I, Russell's playing better, uh, but yet the team around him and, and the team uh, that they have right now, they have zero confidence. And, and again, that's that's embarrassing. And they don't have a lot of talent on offense. And going right. into the year, we talked about how great that secondary should be. This defense, Mike, has been atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Zach? I mean, they spend a lot of money in free agency, though, on, all that, off, on that offense. I mean, you think about McGlinchey, you think about some of the other players they acquired through free agency. Uh, and, and I think the Broncos actually felt like they drafted well defensively uh, and let some pretty play, pretty good players go too. Uh, but yet, no, <laughs> the fabric is just not there. 
Uh, they got a new ownership group, which will hopefully help. I mean, the message is strong messages from the top. They mm-hmm. transcend. You know, Pat Bolin, when he was there for so many years, he he had more uh, playoff appearances than losing seasons. Right. I mean, that, that guy was phenomenal because the message was so strong from the top. Uh, and that's why the Broncos were so successful. But the Broncos clearly lost their way. I don't I don't know how they find it. Uh, especially without confidence. But do you have any confidence in this coach? I know Sean Payton won a Super Bowl, right? He's looking like he was well on his way to, to the Hall of Fame, but he right. ran his mouth this offseason, bringing up Nathaniel Hackett, taking shots, and mm-hmm. to be this bad, you know, a lot of heat's going to be directed his way even only three games in. Yeah, Zach, the analyst, Sean Payton, forgot the fact that he had that analyst hat still on. He should have had his coach's hat on and not say those kind of things because – as a coach, you know you have a lot of work to do. You you have to turn over that roster. You have to earn credibility with that roster, and he hasn't done that. Uh, and he was popping off at the mouth, like you said, uh, but he was doing that as an analyst because for a whole year he was an analyst. And, uh, you know, we, we tend to kind of uh, get trapped that way sometimes. Not me because I'm not a coach. I don't have to worry <laughs> about that. But, but he has to back it up, and certainly he has to earn credibility right now before the Broncos have any level of success. Would you want to uh, remove the analyst hat and maybe join Coach Prime on his staff somewhere? That's been the big topic of conversation anytime you get a former player on that has Colorado ties. Yeah, yeah, or, or Miami ties, right? I mean, no, I, I, I've entertained coaching before, um, and it takes a special person, uh, a special talent, and that's why I have so much respect for coaches. Uh, they, they really put the time in to, to kind of develop uh, kids in this case in college. And, uh, you know, I commend them for that. I, I don't have the patience for it. And I, I certainly don't have uh, the time. I, you know, I, I find other things that, that pique my interest a little bit more, but uh, I'd rather be an analyst uh, and be fair about everything. Uh, uh, but certainly respect the high respect level for coaches out there though. Yeah. You keep yapping with, with Visa. It's a much easier lifestyle, Mike. All right. <laughs> right it is. I it appreciate is. you joining it us. Is. Thanks Absolutely. so much, Mike. Zach, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.